Good morning. This is Ben Rogers. Training today is what does the tax increase mean for the citizens of Putnam County? The Putnam County Commission recently adopted the fiscal year 2019-2020 budget on July 29th. The tax rate was increased by the County Commission by 19.6 cents. Here with me today is Assessor Property Steve Pierce. He will help me explain what the tax increase means for citizens and the role his office plays when it comes to property tax revenue. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Uh, always good to visit with you. And I want to begin a little bit about the history of how you got uh, or was elected, actually, the assessor of property in Putnam County. And it was kind of unusual circumstance. You actually were elected in 2014, which is a normal election year for all the other offices in the county. Right. But in the state of Tennessee, the assessor of property is <clears throat> an odd year, or I should say a, it's an even number year, but it's mm-hmm. an odd election year, which is two years after the general mm-hmm. election. Right. But in 2014, there was a vacancy, and it had to be filled by the, um, by the, through the election process, and you put your name on the ballot. Yes, I did. And it was an unusual circumstance because <laughs> you called, you gave me a phone call as your CTAS consultant and said, uh, uh, Ben, I'm considering running for assessor property. I did. And you were already a commissioner. Right, right. And you were already on the ballot to, for re-election as a county commissioner. That's right. And I told you, Steve, that's by law. It's not possible to run for another office with right. your name already on the ballot for right. uh, for office like county commission. And not to my surprise, <laughs> you found a way <laughs> through the court system to have your name removed for county commission and right. added to the ballot for right. assessor property. Right. That That is the first time I know of that happening. Of course, I've been doing this for 14 years, but that was an unusual circumstance. Get, tell, what, what was that process like when you decided – <clears throat> you're on the ballot for county commission. When you decided you wanted to seek the the position of assessor property, what was you what were you thinking at the time? Well, I mean, I, I've I've always as I've been a county commissioner, it's, it's a that's a public service, public servant is community service, and I've always you know my grandfather worked for the county for about 24 years as the uh, foreman for many of the road supervisors, and and I, I've coached you know that I've coached football for years as a volunteer coach and and from middle school youth to high school and just got a community service. As being, a commu- as being a commissioner and on the budget committee, just wanted to see that office succeed, to excel, and it hasn't in a long time, uh, and just wanted to see that changed. Uh, I had a good job where I was at, working for Upper Cumberland in the engineering department, great group to work with, great company to work for, but I just wanted to see that changed. Uh, and then, yes, I was on the ballot, and, and I finally, from the state election commission, said if I could get a chancellor to sign off to remove my name from the ballot, the only way it could be removed they would they would honor that, and I did that. I had to go to Chantry Court and, and ask that my name be removed off the ballot. Uh, we went to Judge Holler's court in, in Livingston uh, because of the close connection with Chancellor Thurman here that, that we're, we're acquaintances. Uh, he, he had to recuse himself, so and we uh, got removed off the ballot for that and got our name on the ballot for the, uh, as a typical process, anybody would get the signatures and get uh, get the paperwork turned back in to to run for assessor property, and that's what I wanted to do. Uh, she, assess, uh, Judge Holler's called it a special election uh, since our assessor stepped down, kind of in turmoil there. Mm. So that was that was kind of my thinking. I had a lot of people ask me why I would do that because I had a great job. Uh, why I would do that, and that's my thing, just to serve and and really help this county. I mean, and you know that has been on the budget committee. I knew that from being a commissioner on the budget committee that the assessor's office is a lifeline of revenue uh, and it needs to be fair and equitable across the board. Uh, and then needs to be uh, run smoothly, efficiently. And, and for this county's uh, 
future, it needs to be done correctly. Right. And that's just that was just my mindset. So in your previous, you actually, uh, you and I have actually been friends a long time, and, right. and through my my father, my daddy, at Upper County Electric, you worked there, and you also worked for the state of Tennessee, right? At the Engineering department. Engineering department. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So that those both of those experiences through the state of Tennessee and Upper County Electric Membership Corporation. That helped you uh, sure. be qualified for the sure. sensor property. Sure. Yeah, I felt like I was qualified as, as being on the commission, being on the budget committee two years previous to this happening. Uh, I mean, I understood the penny rate, understood what this office meant to the county, uh, maybe not fully understood every function in the office to the detail, but then a uh, numbers person. I've always worked in some type of engineering as a project manager for, for TDOT on construction projects. Uh, and then also working in engineering survey and design for Upper Cumberland Electric, meeting with the people uh, of this county uh, to to meet their power needs. Uh, so yes, those big things. I was a numbers person, uh, high degree of accuracy in engineering. You do, and I knew the county very well from working for Upper Cumberland. I knew the county very well. I knew the builders, developers, um, knew you know, who had built what houses, where the developments were at. So that's helped a lot. So, I mean, you know, some people said they thought it was like I was training for for this position at some point. Uh, you know, whenever we've uh, in the past, if I've bought, sold houses um, or properties, any which has been not not a lot, but I would always deal with. I always want to see the appraisals that were done on the properties, and I always want to look through those. That always interests to me. So I mean, it's just I mean, it's a challenging job, and but but I like it because it is challenging. Well, and so that election, August of two thousand fourteen, how many people ran for assessor? Six, six, six of us, and ran. you won. Uh, your percentage was fairly high. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, I was. Appreci- yeah, I appreciate it very much. The voters of this county have confidence that that I would bring some integrity back to the office and 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 try to build an office that the county can be proud of. This is trending. I'm Ben Rogers, visiting with Putnam County Assessor Pro- uh, Property Steve Pierce. We're discussing the role of the assessor's office. When you first got in the office, what were some of the challenges you saw, other than the history of the office being and, and kind of a uh, some turmoil and, and different things happening over the last 20 years even that that, that <clears> office uh, maybe was restricted in succeeding in some ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some year, really good years at one time and then some, you know, some things come up. But you got into office 2014. What did you see as a, a challenge right off the bat when you took office September 1? <laughs> well, there were several. There's still, there's still challenges today with many properties we have in Putnam County. I mean, some of it, it was, you know, a lot of management administrative pieces in there, no accountability standards, no, uh, as far as down to the job descriptions and things like that, uh, that need to be in place, uh, following, uh, the laws that, that are their labor laws and, and the laws of the TCAs that, uh, uh, tell us how to assess and appraise land. Uh, our records uh, at that point were, were not as great as I like in the food, not very accurate. And that's what we've tried to do is, is go to a high degree of accuracy on our records and make sure we've got everything, which makes everything fair and equal for the property owners in this county. Right. Uh, to the, the, one of the biggest struggles has been because of the past of the office was to overcome some of that uh, and, and have people believe in what we're doing, I think. And I think we've gotten better because, you know, I heard that a lot when we first started is, hey, let's, you know, hope you build that office, hope you make some big changes in that office. And professionalism was very important to me. We're a professional office for the county. We deal with a lot of professional organizations or you know, we deal with, with the taxpayers of this county, and we want to be able to answer their questions, be transparent, open everything we do. Uh, those are challenges, and there, 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 was, there was several challenges, and, they, and they still, there's still some challenges today that we, we obviously face with some history and, and going on. When you deal with uh, appraisals and assessments in, in every class you go to in appraisals, appraisals are opinion of value. 
So not everybody has the same opinion of value, and those are challenges too is try to uh, work to some common ground or something that makes sense on both sides, provided data data says what the value should be. So there's there's lots of challenges, and I think we've worked through I think the staff has helped me uh, together. We've worked together as a team, build a team there that can bring along uh, some integrity and, and, and some standards for the office. One of the things I helped you with, and this is a minor thing, but it was important for your office and understanding a little bit about your office was you, you had no inventory listing. Uh, mm, you no. didn't know what you had and what you should or what, what you shouldn't have. So right. that was something small we did. And that was just one small example of what right. you were facing. And then the, as you mentioned, the records and the, uh, everything that's <clears throat> all the appraisals and, and starting that process of getting those up to date and making sure they're correct. You're still doing that. Oh yeah. And, yeah. I guess I failed to mention 2016. You had to run again. I did, I did. Uh, because that is the actual normal year for the assessors. But right. you had no opponent. I had no opponent. I ran. I basically ran when I ran 14 for a two-year term, mm-hmm. uh, and had no opponent in in 16. I'm very appreciative of that. Appreciated the complimentary votes that I got, or received, and uh, just just want to you know help build a confidence office and, and know that we're doing a good job. And uh, anybody comes in now, you know, we won't be transparent with them. They won't. We won't be professional. Let's look at your appraisal. Sure. If it's if it looks if you have a different opinion of what we've got on it, let's look at it. Yeah. Uh, next year is election year for you. It is. And you planning on running again? Sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I've I, I want to start or finish what I've started here. Sure. We've started something as a group, as an office, as a team together, and uh, you know I would like to, to be in be in the office a few more terms to finish this. It's going to take that. You've got forty one thousand parcels in this county. Sometimes you have to be called to look at one, or you have to physically touch it to be able to, to fix the issue if, if there's an issue. Right. Uh, so it's, it's not going to – I'm optimistic that I could change it in just a few years and we'd, we'd have everything seamlessly, uh, you know, highly accurate, highly efficient. We're, we're not there yet. We're still working. We make great strides, but I think we've still got some issues and some work we need to do. Sure. There are two common, uh, I guess, misnomers about your office, and uh, those are – you you see a lot of traffic throughout the year. Someone mm-hmm. will come in and say, "Why did you raise my taxes?" And that's mm-hmm. that's why we're here today to discuss right. kind of the tax increase and what that means. And the other one is, um, uh, "Can we pay our taxes here?" And and that's <laughs> that's not your role is to accept payments of any kind, really, in the office of the assessor property. You you deal with very little cash, uh, right. if any at all. Right. They pay their taxes also in the trustee's office. Right. County commission is the only one responsible for raising the tax rate. Right. So people, you have to tell people that as well. When we come back uh, in the next segment, we'll talk about what the assessor properties office does in the county, in Putnam County, in the counties in Tennessee, how important they are and, and how they drive our revenue and our funding. This is Trending. I'm Ben Rogers visiting with Steve Pierce. Trending now, the role of the assessor properties office in Putnam County and all that office is responsible for. Join me today is Steve Pierce, the assessor property in Putnam County. What does, and this is a common question, Steve, because like I said, they want to come in and pay their taxes in your office. Right. They want to come in and yell at you for their taxes going up. Right. Now, we know that properties is reappraised, and, and you're not the reason their taxes go up. Their property value has went up. So that, that may right. in turn mean their taxes go up. But mm-hmm. the county commission is solely responsible for raising taxes through voting on a tax rate. What does the assessor properties office do for Putnam County? Well, a lot, but the uh, – <laughs> Uh, I mean, our, our, even our oath we take is to discover, list, and classify correctly and accurately uh, properties within the county. Uh, discover means new new construction. Uh, any errors, correct those. We classify in commercial residential uh, in the correct manner. 
that's that's the things we do. Even you speak about that. Yes, we have lots of people come in. We'll pay their taxes there. We have a lot of people come in and 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 talk about that we've raised their taxes and and an appraisal. Uh, we just do the appraisal assessments. We don't take any money up in the office. Uh, the trustee's office does a good job of collecting the taxes each year. Uh, or uh, the cities each have a city recorder, I think, and and they their collecting agents collect their taxes, and we work with all those. We do do the appraisals and assessments for all the cities also within the county and do the county's appraisals and assessments also. Uh, we do have lots of functions. We do, uh, obviously, real property, which is uh, commercial, residential, uh, industrial, farm, different classifications, uh, agricultural. And then also we do personal property, which is business, tangible personal property, which is business-owned equipment that you would use to do your business with. Uh, that's a function. The Greenbelt program uh, is is ministered through our office also. Um, just several different functions. We we are set to review so many parcels a year. Uh, so, I mean, it's just a busy time. We answer questions, obviously. Even in reappraisal, which is 2021, there's a law, uh, TCA, that we can't do anything to provide a windfall. So when we uh, do the reappraisal and your, your, your value goes up, uh, there, we provide a certified rate to the county commission that lower is typically lower. If the if your appraisal goes up, then you you know you're going to certified rate given to the county commission. That's obviously lower. It brings in the same tax dollars by law. Right. That's what we what we're under uh, to do. Uh, so I mean, in the county commission decides then how to set you know set the tax rate. If they raise it up from the certified rate or they leave it, uh, that's their decision. How many how many employees do you have in your office? And I ask that because I want to get to that. Appraisal process. Okay. How many, how many total employees do you have? We've in got uh, when we're fully staffed. We have myself in, included. Be thirteen. And how many deal with the appraisal side? Well, and residential, I guess okay. the residential yeah. side. They, of they, I mean, every one of them can in some degree. Uh, we have about five field guys. Uh, we have a supervisor in that group, and we call them field appraisers. Uh, they do anything from going out and measuring new construction from a house. Uh, we do have. Uh, we've been fortunate. We've added a great team. We've added a licensed residential, 35 years uh, of experience as a residential licensed, state of Tennessee licensed appraiser. We've got uh, a guy that's been uh, a commercial background of appraisals for about eight years, has taken his classes. He's ready to take his test to be licensed. Uh, and then we've added some other people in, with the staff we've got now. And they go out and measure new construction, you know, put in the, on the, uh, I guess, tax rolls, we say, but they do an appraisal with our, our computer system we have, and uh, they do physical measurements. They review uh, 10% uh, of the parcels we have a year, no, 25%, sorry, 25%, which is 10,000 parcels a year. So they review those for, for accuracy, for any additions, anything that's been added or anything that's been removed on those properties. So we have to physically touch uh, 10,000 parcels a year. So 25% a year, yeah. you, you go back and appraise and touch those properties. Well, we don't we, we don't necessarily appraise them, but we look for errors. We correct okay. any mistakes. We make sure that the classification's correct. And, and that's really, we're working on reappraisal every day. That's building up to reappraisal. So when you do that for four years and that gets your 100%, gets all your properties looked at in your county, the fifth year you do your uh, reappraisal, reevaluating uh, by market sales, uh, the values, and if you have your records r- accurate for those four years, you're, you're you're making them accurate, trying to your best to do, then uh, you have a good re- reappraisal. If you find an error uh, on a residential property, and let's say you find a house that has a basement, 
mm-hmm. and there was in the basement included right. on the appraisal. Right. You make that change at that yes. point. Yes. Do you notify that that taxpayer that owns that property of the change immediately, or do you wait till the reappraisal? Well, there's there's a law out there, uh, an OCCA, that any any changes made. Uh, you need to receive a change of assessment notice. That is May twentieth. Is that date? Those are to be sent out. Uh, we stick hard to that date, and then that or before we send a notice saying, "Hey, your values changed," and it gets you in line uh, to uh, do an informal hearing with us if you think it's inaccurate. Uh, do a formal hearing with the County Board of Equalization, or even there's several levels State Board of Equalization. If you don't, you know, if you're not satisfied with what happens in an informal or the County Board, you can move to State Board. And there's also uh, the Assessment Appeals Commission, there's Chancery Courts. There's several levels of appeals, but yes, to answer your question, they would get something May 20th, say their appraisal change, give them opportunity to call. We obviously don't, unless the homeowner's there, we usually don't make a call or a letter or something because there is so many, you know, that we're looking at uh, 10,000 a year, we have to keep moving, obviously. So uh, we'll we'll send that notice to them by law, and that's, that's a good law, I think. People should know if their values change, so they can ask questions and and uh, we won't be transparent with whatever happened. Uh, and for something in the past, I've talked about bad records. We're fine. We find that a lot. We have to correct records. Uh, somebody may have not have done anything to their house, but just something is inaccurate. Maybe the basement was missing like that. And we add it, and then they'll call and say, hey, uh, I haven't done anything to the house in, in years. I know, but, you know, this is this is what we found. We've, you know, there was a basement there, and we're finding that. Basements, uh, additions that, that weren't picked up. Of course, the permit process wasn't. Uh, available to I think about 2012 I think that's right, right somewhere in there to where uh, before now we track permits in all the cities and then the county too before that there was no permits basically you had to know your county you had as you're riding through the county as in a field appraiser and just make notes that here's a new house started here or maybe get electrical permits they were as they were sold it was tougher to get information it's easier to get information now in the cities in the county obviously uh, county codes works with us very well all the cities do too and help us get those permits and track those this is trending. I'm Ben Rogers visiting with Assessor Property Steve Pierce. So the permitting process has made it easier on your office because you you get notification from the codes department when somebody's issued a permit to either uh, build new construction or add on a basement or a, or I should say a, a garage or a covered deck. You get those those notices. So now you know where to go and look instead of driving around the county just looking for things. Mm-hmm. That's made it easier. Uh, and so. Do you have anybody designated just for commercial appraisal in your office, or can all five of those appraisers do the commercial side? We can. Each one of them can work within the commercial. We've we've moved toward uh, after hiring. Uh, he's been there a little over a year now. Uh, Chris Petty is our commercial uh, appraiser. He uh, he's the one with the training, the knowledge. Last six or eight years, he's worked with a local company that does appraisals here in town. Uh, they did commercial appraisals is is typically what they they deal with only. And we've moved him into that role. Uh, he obviously has to have on a large commercial property. He has to have help uh, partner go out and, and, and measure and things like that. So yes, I mean we've we've trying to gear somebody. I've worked in commercial since I've been here. Uh, our commercial seem like is some of the most uh, need for accuracy in the records that, that that maybe not where we want them. I've worked in the commercial myself also with helping each person that's worked in commercial. But each one of them has uh, the ability to work in commercial as much. Uh, there's much several more levels. It's much harder to. Uh, I think it takes more time, experience to to learn that. And right. we want to we want to have somebody specialty in it. And we want to bring somebody up uh, under him that can can learn also in the, in the commercial end of it. 
You have, does the staff have any resources they utilize when they're out appraising uh, that helps their job, makes their job easier? Or are they hand measuring with the tape? Do they have lasers? Do they have computers they can make changes to? Yeah. Some, I mean, offices across the state and counties differ. Mm-hmm. Do you have any of those resources? We, we do. We do. I mean, obviously, uh, uh, I like technology coming from the survey background. Uh, we have uh, the, the down to the tape, uh, wheels. Depends on if you're by yourself. Sometimes you might use the wheel, uh, a survey wheel. To measure with, uh, if you have a partner, you use a tape, and then we have lasers uh, we can use for accurate measurements and stuff. And we used to buy those through a survey company, actually. Uh, so we have those things there. Uh, that we give them the resources they need, and, and maybe the different uh, type properties, or if they're by themselves uh, trying to measure a property, they may use one of those differently. Uh, we're also we were one of the we were the first in the state to use a mobile app on a tablet that was provided by the state of Tennessee for us to test. Uh, and it does an appraisal. Instead of getting the data and going back to your computer at the office and entering it, you're going to uh, do your appraisal standing in front of that property, which I think is much more accurate. So we're going to uh, buy tablets for for each truck that we have. Uh, we're in process of that. They, they've perfected this field mobile with some of the input we uh, provided and, and made it uh, got some of the kinks out of it and kind of tweaked that uh, field mobile app and made it a little better. It's a little different how we've they've done things for years in, in assessors' offices, but we think it'll do a better job because they can do the appraisal immediately on site looking at the property, and it's got to be more accurate when you're standing there looking at it and still having to go back to the office and enter your data. We are discussing the assessor properties office with Steve Pierce. When we come back, we'll move inside the office and talk about what the staff inside the office does, especially concerning personal property and how personal property makes up a big portion of the revenue the county receives uh, in the property tax funding to provide those services we vote on every year as a county commission. This is Trending. I'm Ben Rogers. We'll be back shortly. Property tax revenue is a major funding source for providing services in county government. Here to discuss how the property taxes are generated in Putnam County is Assessor Property Steve Pierce. This is Trending. I'm Ben Rogers. Personal property is a big part of the funding for the property tax revenue component. Inside your office, you have people that are responsible for collecting those returns. And personal property is a process. You, and those businesses that file a business license with the county then get a notice uh, as a personal property return. It's sent from the state um, and will actually and, and to send back to you, yes. return back to your office. Right. So the That's state right. generates That's right. it. And, That's right. And it's due March 1st? It's due March 1st. We usually will try to order those being at, right after January no, we'll order them in December, and we'll try to have them ready right after January 1 to send out to give people, uh, business owners, adequate time or where you have your accountant, maybe your accountant's filling it out. Uh, but we send those out, and, and they're due back March 1st. There's there, there's advantages to sending them back by March 1st. We will take them after that, obviously, but there's some, there's some advantages to send, getting them in my, on time. In my former life, uh, as a C, uh, worked at a CPA firm in Nashville, part of my daily role was mm-hmm. doing property, personal property tax returns mm-hmm. for my clients. And they can be time-consuming, yes. especially if you're dealing with a big client, yeah. with a, a business that has a lot of personal property, computers. You list furniture, fixtures. There's air, There's a place for airplanes on there if it's part of your business. Mm-hmm. It's just a – it's a kind of a complicated form, but it's necessary to comply with law. You have one person uh, designated to – We've had one in, on We've had one in the past, and most successors' office around the state will have – uh, you know, reasonably sized office will have one person only that deals in personal property. You, you're, you're a numbers person. You're more got a you know auditor's mind. Uh, going through this, uh, Miss Sandra Freeman recently retired, and she's been there about eighteen years working through this. So I got to see more of 
because we really had a couple people working in it uh, to finish up this year's returns. Uh, really, in talking with our audit company, we have to uh, we have to audit so many accounts a year. So uh, I don't know of any county in the state that's got their own auditor. They they hire an independent audit company. We do too right. uh, to audit companies, and it's it's certain size requirements, and we have to by state law by the state. And they randomly pulled uh, those audits, an audit list. We do about thirty three a year, but as talking with the audit company and looking at ours. They're they're encouraging me. We really need two people, so we're using somebody within the office. We're going to move that direction of putting two people. We want to physically. My goal, one of my goals, was to also physically review all those properties, also. And it's it's not necessarily real property, but where your business is at. Have we got your address correct? Is your business still open? We have a lot of businesses that may close in five or six down years down the road. They've got notices, but they hadn't they haven't received them because they've gone to the business address and your business closed. And somebody will send you a letter saying, hey, you owe this much personal property taxes and your business has been closed for this many years. Uh, after so many years, it's hard to get off the tax roll. I mean, it's basically have to go through Chantry Court. Jeff Jones, our county attorney, has to make that happen. Uh, so physical and reviewing those will help with some of that. We'll also clean up these records. And, and I want to physically review those. And with these two people in place, uh, we're going to try to do some of that too. If you did not submit your personal property return at all, yeah. to your office yeah they'll do assessment there will mm-hmm. be an assessment for that business right and whether you do or not that you pay that personal property amount that personal property tax the same time you pay uh your property taxes right. your residential right. if you have if you own property that's right between october and february that's right but you'll get a bill and if you haven't some you say well i didn't do that well that's a you know you didn't but you're still gonna get a bill for it yeah because have- you didn't do your part on the return doesn't mean you're not gonna bill mm-hmm. for it so you'll you know you, you pay that and a lot of times is when you'll get people come in your office and say, well, I meant to do it. Can I turn it in? Right. How often does that happen? Uh, fairly often. We've got about probably uh, – uh, we've got about 30 – I just looked yesterday. We've got about 3,800 uh, personal property accounts, and somewhere around 7,800 are what we call forced accounts, where it means nothing is turned in. Wow. So, uh, it's yeah, and we, 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 that's maybe the field review is, is – it's talking to business owners saying turn one in. I encourage each business owner to turn one in because if you, there's some advantages to turning it in. If you turn it in, uh, if you don't turn it in, we have to use a like business comparable. Look at comparables like any appraiser would do and uh, assets that a company would own. Say if you own a construction company, a small one, uh, we look at that size company and we, we put an appra- have to put an appraisal on it. Uh, if you don't turn one in, uh, the state has us uh, raise the appraisal level 25% each year. Uh, to you know, to account for growth and, and and some of it just trying to get someone to you know to file those because most time you file those it's to your advantage by to to file those so sure. it happens a fair amount so. right this is trending we're discussing the value of the penny and how that's generated we've discussed two components the real property aspect just finished discussing personal property the last component of that's the um, public utilities your office works. On that, with the state, the office of right. the state assessed um, office of state assessed properties, OSAP, right. uh, and so they, but they handle most of that. And they, they do. How, how do they work with your office on that? Tell, well, I mean, tell my, us about that process. I mean, there we can look at their uh, their tax rolls and stuff. They've made those available to use us for the last few years. Mostly, I mean, we don't have a lot of contact with them because they handle it. They do the appraisal, do the assessments, and they do the they even do the billing. Uh, so, uh, of course, the trustee's office collects that also. Uh, but you know, if, if we need to, and I have, uh, in several occasions called and asked questions, it does incorporate that, that appraisal amount incorporates into our penny rate. So I have to use that, uh, you know, when we, when we figure the penny and give it to the budget committee and, and for the county commission, uh, 
so uh, they're very good to work with. We just don't work with them daily, but we do. We're in communication with them, obviously, during different times of the year. Uh, say on the cell towers. Cell towers is a big thing. Uh, if a cell tower site is owned by an individual and a cell tower is leased uh, space, then we will we will appraise and assess the real property, the, the ground, the land, and the OSAP by law uh, appraises and assesses the tower and, his, and the equipment. So. Once you figure out public utilities and get that report from the state, mm-hmm. and you get personal property finished, mm-hmm. you get real property appraised, you have your three components mm-hmm. of the penny value. Mm-hmm. The value of one penny, or value of one cent, as some may say, is the most common question asked in the budget process it through is. the budget committee. It is. Uh, Mr. Pierce, what is the value <laughs> of a penny? Can you give us an update? Has it changed from last week? Is it any, is it any more? Yeah. And the reason is that that decides how much property tax revenue the county is going to bring into each fund. Those three components are the big part of it. Ratios are a part of that as well. Mm-hmm. And people ask me, and, and even county officials will call and ask me, mm-hmm. what does this sales ratio mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I can't think of any better person to ask than you. Okay. You're dealing with it. You're right. on hands. What does the sales ratio mean that you have to justify to the state? Okay. Uh, if you're on a five-year appraisal, reappraisal plan like we are uh, from the state, uh Every two years, outside of the reappraisal, they do a sales ratio study. They look at your market sales and your uh, your appraisals, and, and it provides a ratio. Um, our market here in Putnam County, obviously, the market value is climbing. Uh, we can't change that. And once we do a reappraisal, the reappraisal was done in 16. I came in office in about a year, and we started reappraisal, which was eye-opening. But uh, you use those uh, sales the sales ratio to get to get to a sales ratio that we use, they use that to make it equal. I, I, that's what I understand asking them is to make it equal personal property and OSAP properties, which is public utilities. Uh, they don't have sales. So to equalize that, and we call it equalization ratio. Uh, that makes an equalization ratio makes it equal because the real property here in Putnam County is growing. We can't change the, the values we have per square foot or per acre in, um, in our system, because it's created in 2016, uh, added in our system by law, we can't change it again to uh, reappraisal again. So p- some people wonder why this house sold for this much for 400000 You only have three twenty-five. Well, it's because the square foot rate is still using a 2016 number. Right. That's why, and, we, and that's the reason you do reappraisal. You update everything to a one to, to, uh, you know, to market value in reappraisal. So it takes uh, the sales ratio come in. We come in at uh, in two years outside of appraisal, come in point nine five two six, which means just just a shy of five percent was taken off the top of the OSAP properties, public utilities, and the personal property uh, total appraisals to equalize it to getting the same treatment as the person as the real property is getting. So that equalization so. ratio actually lower the amount we can collect on personal property, mm-hmm. it did. And public utilities because our county's booming. Real yes. estate prices yes. are. are the sales are high, which right. is good for people selling a home, bad for yeah. people that are buying, but yeah. the economy's booming. But as far as revenue goes for the county, it, it's affecting the yeah. ratio. So it's going to lower those collections we get on personal property and public utilities. So we have to, as a body commission, uh, keep in mind the penny values may not always go up because right. the equalization slash sales ratio right. may affect it. Right. Economy it does. may affect it as well. Yeah. Um, over the last five years, though, our penny values increased every year. Yes. And, and yes. that's a testament to your office and the work you do. 
uh, and that's a testament to the people that are attracted to Putnam County. The people are moving here. They're buying houses. They're building houses. They're improving land. So that penny value is going up. How much has the penny gone up since you come in? Well, we usually do a report every year for the, you know that, for the commission. We do a penny rate study of 10 years back and try to look at it and find trends and to for, for you guys for the future, see what's happening. Uh, I know in 14, 2014, when I came in office, the penny rate was 136841 This year, we gave you guys a, a, a penny rate of 166115 so about $30,000 difference. Uh, since I've been in office, there. that's a Peter. huge increase. A it lot is. of counties, especially in the Upper Cumberland, do not see that percentage of an increased growth in their penny value. Putnam County is the center of the Upper Cumberland, uh, and everybody, a lot of people want to move here. We've created jobs. Yeah, the, the people are coming here, so our penny value is going up, which helps us. That helps us keep the taxes lower. Mm-hmm. But right. in cases like this year, sometimes you have to increase taxes. Trending today, we're talking about that tax increase. In the next segment, we'll talk about what does that mean for the taxpayers of Putnam County. Today with me is Assessor Property Steve Pierce. I'm Ben Rogers, and this is Trending. Trending now, taxpayers in Putnam County will notice an increase in their property taxes starting this October. With me today is Assessor Property Steve Pierce in Putnam County. The commission has increased the tax rate for the fiscal year, Steve. Yes. Taxpayers will be receiving their tax bills sometime in September, whenever the state can get those, and we can get them mailed out as a right. county to the citizens. Tax payments uh, can be paid starting in October. Right. What does this tax increase mean? It went up 19.6 cents. The the new rate, new total tax rate for Putnam County is $2.92 uh, plus 2, 2.926 is the actual rate. What does that mean for taxpayers in Putnam County? Okay. We've tried to do some of that when, when it passed. I'd, I'd already been creating some spreadsheets and stuff to, to answer questions because I knew those were coming. We've had those questions. People call the office occasionally. Um, had some commercial uh, developers call with wanting to know the new tax rate and what's going to change your taxes. I don't want to say, for instance, a, a residential uh, property in Putnam County. We used a uh, $200,000 home. That was a lot of questions. Some of them we got a lot of $200,000 questions that uh, it, it'll raise their taxes on that house, that property, $98 on $200,000. Uh, home, you know, home and land. Um, so, and that's, that's per year. That's not per month or anything. That's per year. Right. So, uh, as far as commercial, we did just a general spreadsheet looking at some things. Um, you know, a, a $10 million commercial uh, property, which, you know, we have some of those, obviously it'll increase that property about $7,800, a little over $7,800, uh, on your personal property. If you own a business and you, uh, kind of a medium business, you know, in our books would be about a hundred thousand dollar business. Your assets would total a hundred thousand dollars. It'll increase at about fifty nine dollars uh, over the over the year. Um, and old Baxter set their tax rate, and I think they stayed at the same tax rate. Uh, I'll get lowered theirs, so there'll be a little bit of uh, you know. We just did a spreadsheet on that also about two hundred thousand dollar home. Uh, it'll lower their taxes from the rate they lowered um, about uh, twenty four dollars. I think uh, they lowered uh, a little over uh, four cents. Is that right? About almost five cents probably in their in their rate. I think Monterey is. Uh, waiting on their next reading coming up uh, in the twentieth of this month, so their tentative proposal has been three cent tax increase, which would uh, increase the taxes in uh, for a two hundred thousand dollar home about fifteen dollars in Monterey. So we tried to do those so we can answer those questions for everybody. Uh, also, and you know, Cookville City raised had a tax increase about fifteen cents, so that'll uh, that'll add to residential home again about two hundred thousand dollar home at about a seventy five dollar uh, tax increase. 
Uh, you know, if you're inside the cities, you pay the city tax and you pay a county tax also on your so, real property. So if you're inside the city of Cookville, uh, you, your property value is $200,000. You have a $98 increase from mm-hmm. the county and mm-hmm. a $75 increase from the city, mm-hmm. roughly. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so that's one of the reasons we're doing this uh, episode with, with Steve is to let the public know what the tax rate increase, how that affects you. And you'll you'll like I said, you'll see that in October. Once the commission has approved that, county mayor's office gets all the forms together, uh, sends it in to the comptroller's office for approval. Are you responsible at that point, Steve, for notifying the uh, comptroller's office of assessed properties that taxes have went up? Or, or do they get that knowledge and information through the comptroller side for the financial office, state and local finance, through the mayor sending that in? What's your role in that? They, that is right. They, they get that through the mayor's office sending that in. And we really, I um, mean, they'll, um, they'll use that data, I know, through through the trustee's office and the collection agencies to use each tax rate for each city. Uh, but, yeah, we don't have a lot of role in that. We don't we don't really have a lot of role in the taxes, to be honest, and people think we do. I know where appraisals generate uh, – generate a tax bill the data from it but uh, we don't even we don't have anything in our data even that we can look at taxes we do a lot of calculating taxes for people that call in taxpayers or maybe developers as i said earlier so that's the reason we went ahead and started creating some spreadsheets so we could do it quickly to tell uh citizens that call in or somebody will come out and look at it how, you know what, what it's going to do how it's going to increase your taxes that's really what anybody wants to know okay the tax rates went up what's it going to increase my taxes that's a common question. They yeah. ask me as a commissioner, and yeah. in my head, I try to figure it out, and I'm, I've been yeah. really close, and yeah. you've confirmed of, of what I've told mm-hmm. my constituents mm-hmm. and the residents of the county. The par- property tax breakdown is as follows. Uh, general fund receives 96.6 cents. Uh, the school fund will receive 97 cents. The highway fund, 12.5 cents. Debt service fund is 60.5 cents. Solid waste fund is 18 cents. Parks and recreation fund, 4 cents. Industrial and Economic Development Fund, $0.02, cents, and Capital Projects Fund is also $0.02. Cents. Three of those funds changed, general fund, schools, and highway. The others were made the same from last year. So, uh, uh, again, 19.6 tax increase. Questions will come to your office. Uh, you'll get accused of raising <laughs> taxes. Mm-hmm. As we said, county commission, the county legislative body is the only one responsible mm-hmm. for right. increasing the tax rate. That has nothing to do with your office. No. You have no authority right. on that. Right. Uh, one of the things you you do assist in the county, Steve, and, and with new business coming in, we, the county has added four thousand new jobs over the last right, five years. Right. We're growing, as we said. What is your role when when a new business wants to locate and they contact the chamber or they contact the ID board and the city and county mayor? What is your role as assessor property when that when that process begins? Okay, and that's probably something I didn't realize that we would be honestly involved. Uh, we have, I've tried to be very involved with that and, and help and assist anyway. I'm all about growth for our citizens, jobs, good paying jobs for our citizens of the county. Uh, the role can be a couple of different things. I go to the meetings, obviously they, they, uh, they, uh, let me know the, uh, the meeting time, the dates and, and in his public meetings. And, uh, also we, when their, their company comes in, they may want to meet with us and see what the taxes will be on their estimated, uh, investment they're, they're planning to, to invest here in our county. Uh, if they have a payment lieu of taxes or some type of an agreement uh, that an, an avenue or a tool that the IDB board has to um, lure a, a, a company here, because this is a very competitive world there, and they do, I think our chamber and IDB board does a good job of trying to get uh, good jobs here, we may do an estimated value for them of what the taxes would be uh, with the plans, or we may look through uh, plans they have, or uh, use different drawings, schematics they have 
uh, and try and do a, a mock appraisal. And we call it a value, estimated value, because it's really not appraisal because we don't have anything on uh, on the ground to appraise. But uh, we do a lot of those. Uh, we we deal a lot. Actually, I talk a lot with uh, uh, that group as far as the IDB board. It may be their direct, uh, the person, the coordinator from the chamber office or the IDB attorney, and I talk a lot about different agreements, uh, some of the agreements from years back. We administer. Once they once – they, Create that agreement, signed off, goes through the comptroller's office. Everybody signs off on its legal executed documents. We administer that that document or, or that program basically as far as uh, sending out a letter saying this is the taxes are due this year according to your agreement, you know, things like that. So uh, a lot of meetings and things like that, a lot of calculations to estimate a value sometimes is, is, is our role sometimes. And, and it, our IDB board agreements uh, with our companies sometimes can take uh, – you know, when you get into one, it's it's a lot of legal documents, and it takes a while to go through that. That's you know, I use the, the Jeff Jones is great to help me with the county attorney uh, in in interpreting what the agreements are, and make sure we are administering them right. Yeah, and a couple of options the industrial development board has with a new business coming in, whether it's commercial, industrial, retail, is payment of little taxes, pilots, right, which means they can. Um, the ID board can agree with that business to either lower the old property tax for the year or maybe uh, delay payment of the property tax mm-hmm. for 20 years, which mm-hmm. we've seen happen in Putnam County. That's the ID board's authority to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you have tax increment financing called mm-hmm. a TIF. Mm-hmm. That is uh, can be very complicated. Mm-hmm. The county actually did one of those a couple years ago, uh, hoping to see some development over there in the west side mm-hmm. where the there's a block um, – uh, of businesses that are in this tax increment financing and the revenue they generate on sales tax or property tax is put aside instead of the county getting that increase it's going to pay that debt for that new mm-hmm. development right. and then once that tiff is over with you catch up with the value of that new property and and that will come back to the county it's a recruitment uh it is part of Two. A yeah. tool. It's yeah, a tool it to get businesses in. To get jobs here. Yeah, yeah. and we've yeah. actually done a good job with that. And, yes, and they have. Our businesses we've gotten in the last couple of years have been really good working with us um, That about the pilots. Mm-hmm. It, you know, They could have said, we're not coming unless you um, hold off on our tax payments for 20 years. They haven't really said that. They said, we'll no. give you so much per right. year, right. And, and this worked out really well for the county. Steve, going into to next year – I know you don't have a penny of hay for next year. What do you do? You right. see big changes. We're growing. Uh, people are still build, building. Your staff's working. What mm-hmm. are you seeing as far as changes go? I, I see the changes. Uh, we're still growing, yes, and we're still tracking permits. We're still running about four hundred permits. We're tracking, so still a lot of growth happening. A lot of commercial, residential growth still. Uh, the big thing, and I talked to the budget committee when I talked with you guys and did our presentation early on the penny rate. Uh, we're in a sales ratio year, and. We're one year out from reappraisal, so uh, and we will be next year. And so we're in a sales ratio year. And that sales ratio year, the market has really grown, and our values, again, input in our system by state law are the 16 values, which were values that were derived from 13, 14, 15 sales. So we know the values per square foot per acre, the sales are uh, way exceeding that now. And that sales ratio is going to take a hit this year. We're looking, We've done some sales ratios our sales trying to we're coming up about a point eight eight or point eight nine, so we're going to uh, be around a, a seven eight percent difference, uh, probably in the sales ratio dropping, and which takes it off the top of that OSAP properties, public utilities, and the personal property. And I did some little calculations trying to see where we were at. 
uh, that could, uh, if we didn't have any growth, it could reduce our penny rate about $1,000. I think you and I talked earlier, that'd be about a $3 million hit wow. uh, of deficit. But we will have growth. Of, you know, we've got to have enough growth to, to make that up, hopefully. But that's, sure. that's a that's going to be a pretty good amount of growth to make up, though. It is, and that's something to consider going forward. Steve, thank you for joining me today to discuss the role of the assessor's office and the recent property tax increase, what that means for our citizens. I also want to thank my producer, Marsha Lee. She's amazing. Uh, she's perfect. She does everything right for me. This has been Rogers. Hope you join us next Friday at 8 a.m. for the next episode. This is Trending.